Welcome to Access Nation, a podcast dedicated to the lift and access industry. Our mission is to keep you informed on the latest industry news and current events. And now, your host, Bill Dwayne. Well, he's back. The sales strategist, Martin Ede. Hey, my man, people loved it on the first podcast. I'm glad you're back. I think you're making a real movement in the rental industry, my man. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Hey, you're welcome, Phil, and it's great to be back. Perfect. Hey, you know what? We're not going to delay anything. I got to ask you, from our last podcast, tell me what kind of feedback you got. The feedback was was mixed and varied, and it was great because what I'm about is I'm so passionate about the rental industry, and I'm seeing a lot of friends of mine who are, who own rental companies or who work in rental companies who are being absolutely shafted on the on the price game right now as we 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 went into last time, and probably the biggest thing was uh, they go, hey, look, Marty, look, we get it, but we're we're not we don't have any power or any control in this situation. Um, to which I say to them, that's absolute bullshit because let's look at the rental industry around the world. If you had, um, let's say in America, if the top one or two rental companies in America just decided to park their fleet up for a week even or two weeks and say it's not going anywhere, that would shut the construction industry of America down. And it's the same here in Australia. And so the rental industry does have power. Now, I'm not suggesting the rental industry should do that, but should they do that in your country, that would be an economic crisis equal, equivalent to what the coronavirus is right now because the construction industry is what makes the world go around. The rental industry is what keeps the wheels of commerce ticking. So the rental industry does have the power and they do have the ability to do something about it. They just choose not to. Well, and I got similar feedback, and I won't say it was negative, but it was very challenging. Yeah, easier said than done type of thing. Oh, that's not realistic. And and I got some similar feedback. And, you know, I'm all ears. I'm learning because, you know, mathematically, things have to change. I mean, the prices are going up on the equipment, like we said before. So everybody's going to have to take a little different approach because you're going to have to get some of that increased cost back. Now, wait, let's go on here. So the biggest issues or questions that these people that gave you feedback, what was their issues and questions about? Probably the biggest one was fear, Phil. So it was, yeah, but if I go putting my prices up and no one else puts their prices up, then I'm going to lose business and I'm going to have a yard that's absolutely full of equipment. And that's a really relevant fear to have, right? In the last episode, we spoke about fear, about fight or flight. And that's what it comes down to because the rental industry at the moment is neediness. They need the deal. And that's coming across to the clients who are paying them a price. We went through that last time. And I was saying to a few rental companies, it's great to have courage to go out and put your prices up. But courage without a process is just stupid. It's like um, if you go out there in the wilderness to hunt a bear, for example, and you go out without a gun or without any weapons, that's pretty bloody stupid. You actually need a process to go out and hunt the bear. Uh, And it's exactly the same when you need to put the prices up. You can't just go out and say to your clients, hey, Phil, um, I know you've been renting this 19-foot sizzler for 100 bucks a week. Uh, From next week, it's 150 bucks a week. That's not going to work without a strategy, without a procedure to be put in place. And so that was the biggest question. Marty? I agree with what you're saying. Yes, the prices are too low, 
fucking oath we'd like to get them up, but how do we do it? That's exactly what we need. And, you know, that's good stuff. But if I decide I own a rental company and I decide I have to do this, Martin is right. What's some of the first steps to get started? Or, or when you say about that process or, or that plan, tell me some of the steps for that. That's a great question. And it comes philosophically from the top. So if you if you own a rental company, you can make the decision. If you're a, a sales rep and you go out and you start putting your prices up and you start losing deals without the boss knowing what you're doing, he's going to chew your ass. And he's going to say, hey, look, you haven't met target. So the whole price philosophy has to be something that comes from the top of the organization, whether it's a business owner, whether it's the owner of, owner of the branch, or whether it's a big um, corporation like we have and you have over there and we have over here. Um, so first thing is that everyone has to be on the same page. But it all comes back to selecting your clients and not being needy uh, when you go into the sale and creating status and certainty in the mind of the client that you're the rental company for them. Now, I have a whole five-hour workshop on this, which is my sales cardio workshop. So we're not going to be able to cover it all here. But there's a number of steps. The first thing is relating to your client. Everyone goes out there and, and wants to be nice. You know, they build rapport. How was the weekend? How are your kids? That's a way to lose status right away. But if you can relate to them, um, you know, I've been in the construction industry for so many years and let's get straight down to business because my time is precious. I need to get on to the, the, the next job. We're busy. I'm going to allow you to have 15 minutes of my time while we discuss your, uh, your, your rental site right now. Now, that's not actually what you say. That's going to come across as rude, but that's your mindset in your mind when you're going to talking to these guys. I'm the prize. You need me. I don't need you. And if you go back to my what I first said about the rental industry, that they park their equipment up, the construction industry needs the rental industry. They need your rental company, Phil, or they need whichever rental company goes in. It's a matter of you prizing yourself ahead of your competitor and choosing your client, a client that fits with the values that you have based on integrity, based on ethics, based on economic performance, based on keeping their word. I want to break free. I want to break free. I want to break free from your lies. Yes. Let's say there's a chance that you would like to share this with a customer. And you go, hey man, I need a price increase. And he goes, pound sand. I'm going to go call the next rental guy down the road and I'm going to get my 66 foot boom from him. And he devalues everything you really intend to do by raising the rate and this and that. But let me tell you, Mr. Contractor, a 660SJ, I use a JLG, I'm referring to a boom, foam field tires, sky power, that machine will net out 120000 to everybody. And maybe if you're a big volume guy, you buy it a little cheaper, and I'm sure you probably do. But let's just say for round numbers, you get in that machine for 120000 you finance that machine for 60 months at a 5% interest rate, your monthly payment's 2200 bucks. Well, if you look at the really low-end rental rate, and you guys will know that, you I mean, you're looking around, let's just say $1,700, $1,800 a month, low rate. You know, most guys are probably at $2,000, $2,100. Okay, the payment on it's 2264 
for the next 60 months. So there's a problem. And so we've identified there's a problem, and everybody knows this. Anybody that has to write the check every month on that knows there's a problem. You got to pay commissions, you got to pay for your, your delivery trucks, you got to pay for your shop, your annual inspections, your boom jobs. You know, if a guy happens to damage a decal on the machine, those aren't cheap. There's lots of costs incurred just beyond the monthly payment to the bank or your lender. So I'm saying there is a problem. In every contractor, you know, we used it that the rental industry is kind of the bitch to the construction world. Well, here, this is an example why. And if these guys aren't loyal to you, you need a strategy. And that's why Martin's on here. He wants to develop a strategy. It won't be easy. Nobody wants to pay more for anything. Stay tuned. That's the way we get by, the way we get by. All that's the way we get by. Got Martin Need on, the sales strategist. And I'm excited about the things he's doing in this. And I guess one of the things for me personally that if I was to challenge a rental rep to say, okay, yeah, you're going to go try to raise rates and, and all this, to show the value of actually asking for more money, I think a first step is product knowledge and the applications that the machines are used in. I think a lot of times if we're caught just throwing down a price on that size boom because a guy called me and said, yeah, I need a 60-foot boom. I think that you fall into the price game to where if you go, well, wait a minute, do you want a jib with that? Or is it an up and over 60 or a straight 60? And what's your reach? And tell me tell me what kind of terrain you're in. Do you need a four-wheel drive? And I think those kind of steps help with a guy showing more value. What's your thoughts on that? Totally agree. I think in regards to product knowledge, uh, as far as specifications, perhaps not so much, not so much because everyone out there knows what a 19 foot scissor lift or a boom lift does, right? But absolutely. And if you put that into context, hey, Mr. Customer, if all you want to do is get a good price, just let me know up front. Because if you want the cheapest price, that's not what we do. But if you want me to use all my experience and come to your worksite and make that safer, make it more efficient and make it more affordable for you, that's what I do. And you can do that any day of the week. And if you look at a product that I've had a lot of experience with, which is the Abibius, a self-leveling scissor lift, right? And so when I first got into that market, I was asking for $350 a day for a 19-foot scissor lift on tracks, when normal scissor lifts were $100 a week. So put that into context, that's $1,500 a week versus $100 put it out on the first few jobs on re-rent for a few days. The machine came back three months later. So I rang the site managers up. I said, hey, dude, this is great, but can you literally tell me what the fuck? I mean, you were spending $1,500 a week on this machine when you could have had a 19-foot scissor lift there for $100 a week. Can you give me your rationale behind that? And this happened three or four times, and the construction managers all said, yep, you came out to site and we decided that we'd give it a go. What ended up happening was, number one, the trades loved using it. Second thing was we could use it for a number of different applications. So we could actually off-hire a lot of other, other machines on our worksite, which actually decluttered our worksite. It made it safer. It made it easier to get around. And in the long run, it actually saved us money because we didn't have all these machines coming on and off-site with the freight bills, with the cost and the logistics. Absolutely what you said. Get that appointment on site where they can take use of your industry experience 
and go in and give them the full package. But if you want price, Mr. Customer, that's fine. You're not going to get that. If you just want price, find it somewhere else. Manually installing glass, granite, or other heavy flat surface material can be one of the most dangerous and inefficient jobs out there. Stop taking risks and let us solve your problem for you. Re-rent the Winlet machine from Shimp Wholesale. The Winlet is self-propelled, easily navigates through narrow spaces, and handles a wide variety of airtight materials, such as glass, granite, wood, and aluminum sheets. When your customer sees the increase in productivity, they will make you their first choice for rental needs. Call Shimp Wholesale today at 816-749-3343. So what we have in North America is we had a virus that hit and a lot of jobs shut down and what we thought we needed, we don't need. So we have too much supply and not enough demand, which is lowering price. So what's this? I mean, basic economics, what would you say? To start with, it's that exact mindset that you need to overcome because that exact mindset there, if you go into a sales conversation thinking, oh, it's supply and demand, I'm not going to get a higher price, guess what? you're not going to get a bloody higher price. But if you put yourself in the buyer's position, it all comes back to certainty. So if you can create certainty in the client's mind that you as a rental rep or you as a rental company has the back of the client, yeah, price is not going to be the major economic driver. If you've got their back, if you are in this with them um, through thick and thin, that is how you get the, get through this. And it's like we all have business relationships and friendships in our lives where we do business with people and we don't really give a shit what the price is because we get the service and we get the value. And that's the situation that you need to be in. Now, I'm not saying that this strategy to raise prices is going to be an overnight thing. This is going to be something that you apply yourself to and it's going to be a gradual thing. So it's not as if you're going to get a 50% premium overnight, but it's something that has to be worked on right now kind of in our world in america martin if you order a new boom today and i already just went over the numbers of kind of what they cost and what the rental rates are and that sort of thing what i'm going to say now is you order a new 60 foot boom you got this new ANSI standard with low, you know, the load sensing in it. Um, you've got, and they make them different. Everybody's got a different rating. And I think there's actually features and benefits you can sell. And by the way, you just paid more for this one versus the one you bought two years ago. Isn't that justify asking for more money? I mean, that's, that's actually a reason to ask to raise the rate for more money. It's a great example of the industry as a whole as soon as ANSI is, is, is comes in, because there's going to be a cost to rental companies. So what a great opportunity to actually put the price up. But I guarantee you, I know what's going to happen. There's going to be rental companies out there. They're going to pay an extra $3,000 on a boom or an extra $1,000 on a scissor lift. And they're going to say to the client, oh, it's okay. We're going to poke it out for the same price. To those companies, I say, you're a fucking idiot. Because there's a great opportunity to get more money now. And you're making the work safe safer. You're giving the client uh, the ability to make sure all of his workers go home every day without being injured or worse still without being killed. Now imagine the cost of workplace injuries. I don't know what it is in America, 
but there'd be workplace injuries happening every day over there. So get the prices up. It's worth it. I can feel the rental reps of the world getting real excited right now. And they say, you know what? We do need more rate possible, man, a little more commission for me. And, you know, I feel like I got good relationships with my customers. I'm going to go try to get a better rate. And, and the rep goes out and all of a sudden, customer tells him to pound sand, beat it. You Don't come on my job again, trying to raise my rates. And he gets shut down. And, you know, a couple months go by and his numbers are down on the board and they call him in for a meeting and say, what in the hell happened, man? You used to be really good rep. Now you ain't renting shit. You got no revenue. We can't pay you any, you know, you're not getting any commissions. Uh, maybe we got to shrink your territory. Maybe you need to think about a different job. What do you tell that guy? These guys have got the courage without the procedure that we spoke to before. So I'd say to these guys, www.thesalesstrategist.com, thesalesstrategist.com. So what I do is that I conduct live virtual Zoom meetings for groups of around 10 where we work on this for five whole hours. And after five hours, you're going to be very clear on what your procedure is on how you actually go about having these discussions with the clients. And I work with you for another 30 days after that to make sure you got your pitch just right. If you just go in there half-assed and go, hey, look, Mr. Client, I'm going to put your price up. It may work. You may get lucky, but you don't want to rely on luck in sales. My business is all about improving lead conversions and improving profitability for rental reps, for rental companies, and for the industry as a whole. So if you think that's the path you want to go down, thesalesstrategist.com, look me up and let's engage. Thanks, Martin, for coming on the podcast. And I think it's a great conversation to have. And for every rental rep, every guy that has rental equipment, let me tell you something. Let's just go back a long time ago. And there was a mule and you hooked the mule up to the plow and you turned the ground over so you could plant your crops, and you could grow crops. Now, once you look at how they farm today, things come a long way. We can look at a shovel on a job site, kind of hard to find. You see many excavators, product improvements, scaffold. Now we have booms and scissors. These things that we are a part of make the world a better, safer, more productive place. Get educated on where we came from, where we're at today, and get a strategy. I don't care. Call Martin. I know this is a time where you could get a deal, but we've got to take initiative to start looking at raising the rates. Sorry, Mr. Contractor, but I just gave you an amortization of real numbers. You've been getting a great deal, and I know bidding jobs is expensive, but you're not doing it for nothing. And it feels like that we kind of have to turn the corner on some of this in the rental industry with access equipment. Hey, thanks for tuning in to my podcast. Next week, we're going to be reporting on the RER Top 100. And that's exciting. There's some few changes. I can't wait to highlight them. Till next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed belong solely to Access Nation and are not necessarily those of its affiliates, sponsors, or business partners. This podcast is not a substitute for an ANSI, CSA, or ISO compliant training by a certified professional.